Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. I'm going to say this, and, and many of you don't know, and I'm not trying to make anything super spiritual or anything else, but I was reminded this week in my prayer. Sometimes leaders of the world don't realize who they're messing with. I don't know whether you know it or not, but Putin, he should have known. Zelensky's a Jew. 2,000 years ago, some lead, uh-oh. 2,000 years ago, the whole world was coming against the Jews. The whole world was coming against the Jews. That Jew's name was Jesus. Can I tell you, the whole world may be coming against you, but that one they came against is now for you. And if he's for you, who can be against you? How do we fight our battles in this place? Come on, let's release some praise. You know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give y'all something. You see, when you start a war, the one thing that you want to, you want to get his air superiority. Before people got in here, before Jesus came in here in the people, the enemy was the prince, the power of the air. But in the past 30, 45 minutes, I, there's something shifting here. Ow! done praising him. Come on, let's give him some praise. There's a ship. <laughs> Turn to somebody and say, it's a no-fly zone. All week long. It's going to come out in a message soon, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now. When I say it again, y'all shout into. Last week, I was supposed to deliver to you, and I didn't get it out. But I was supposed to tell you. Turn to somebody and say, quit letting the enemy use your runway. Uh-oh. That ain't all of it. Because the problem is this. 
Turn to somebody and say, if you don't let him land, he can't unload. I wish I could get a witness in the house. See, when it shifted, now we, we've been in it, but it was when, when I think about the Lord. Huh? The devil won't unload if you don't give him a place to land. That may be all we get today. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, we have not because we ask not. How many of y'all know that we got angels flying all, I'm talking about some holy angels right now, doing some warfare right now, all around us, Helena, all around us. Somebody say all around me. And when Holy Ghost sets up or sets up our superiority, there's other spirits trying to get in here. Holy Ghost in this house. And when the spirit of the living God begins to move, ain't no room for doubt. Ain't no room for hurt, disbelief, depression, or anything else. He's here. He's here. I don't know what you've been praying for, but I've been praying for this You can have a seat. Don't fall, Holy Ghost. Jay, keep pedaling. Pull you up a seat. Thank you, guys. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 24. I'm going to release a couple things to you. Maybe five minutes. Y'all are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Get your pen out. If you have one. some structure to this. I'd like to be more pointed in, 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 the, in if I have the next opportunity, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to be more pointed in what I just released to you with, with scripture that brings more even more foundation to what, what I said. Eric, will you put the picture on the screen that you had at the bridge? So the word of God says in Matthew 24, verses 1 through 3. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, My glasses. See ye not all these things, verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, could you tell us when these things shall be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Pray with me, Lord, there's such power in your word. God, I think today, whether we want to admit it or not, I think we're in the same place, God. I think there's so many people wanting to know. 
And God, I, I pray today that you would release a word that would be, God, just, just such a fruitful seed in our life. God, that it would bring forth 30, 60, 90, even 100-fold. And God, even the exponential that is innumerable within our lives. God, we understand today as the body of Christ that you made an investment in us and you expect a return. That for every sin that you carried on the cross, that you died for on the cross, for every one of those things, God, not only did you die for our sin, but for our healing, for our joy, for all those things, God, that salvation truly is. So I pray today, Lord, I pray, God, that you would reach every soul. I know you can. I know you do. We love you, Jesus. You're amazing. Amen. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, is this the end? And then would you finish with me and say, yes, but not yet. As I look at this, and I'm going to share some things with you today, man, and I want you to take it. Because this week, I think there's been many of you that have had questions. How many of you thought, well, this is it. Here we are. And in your worldly mind, that will happen. But in your kingdom mind, which should be to the forefront, you know that it's not over until he says it's over. Because really, when it was over in the world, it was just beginning in the kingdom. There's a release here that when you begin to study the word end, that when you begin to look at that, the end of the world, that when you look at that first word, when it says it's the end of the world, that means the culmination of things. That means in its entirety. There in verse 3. But you're going to see the word end used here two or three different times again, and that word's going to be telos, which means like it's coming together. It's not the finality of it, but it's the coming together. And today I want to release to you Something that was birthed in me Thursday morning very early, even early for me, a little bit after midnight. Holy Spirit woke me up just as clear as it could be. Amy's probably laughing, well, that's only an hour and a half ahead of when you usually get up. And when the Holy Spirit was prompting me, I thought, oh, come on, Lord, it's, it's just, it's 12, Lord. I talk to him like I do you. And I heard Holy Ghost say it's getting closer. I immediately woke all the way up. Tell me more, Holy Ghost. My mind immediately went to this piece of Scripture. The Word of God says that you're going to hear of wars and rumors of war. Let me just establish some things here right now. <clears throat> and if you will, for just a few moments, just, just, give, just give the Lord your attention. Forgive me, but just give the Lord your attention for just a moment. How many of you have heard of wars and rumors of wars this past week? Would everybody please raise their hand if you've heard of that? Is there anybody not heard that there's a war? Man, you never get a church to agree 100%. So you've heard of that. So I'm brought to this piece of scripture. And then Holy Ghost, I said, Holy Ghost, what do you mean it's getting closer? He said, it's getting closer. And then Holy Spirit releases to me again this morning. It's getting closer, but are you? And I said, oh, okay, I know where you're going. And so as I begin to ponder this, I look at three different things. And there's three categories here. If, you're, if you want to write something down, there's three things that I see that are going on, okay? Dan, I'm going to need you over here. Bo, I'm going to need you over here. 
Jim, you get to play two today. You can get behind me. TJ, you get to go all the way down that aisle right there and stand and look at me. Jim, if you don't mind, Dan, would you get up there, please? Would you get over here? There's three things, and I'm, I'm, for, for the sake of time, I, I want you to read this at home, but you're going to find three categories of things that are going on that are getting closer. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back? That was a weak hallelujah. Because we couldn't have even got it loud enough. So there's three things that I see here that are going on. And, and, and if you will, just allow me the grace, not, not to quote it directly from that, because you're going to be right there. But there's three things that he says you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. You're going to hear that. But the end is not yet. It's not really over. That's not the final thing. And you've got to understand, just, just for a minute, let me just speak a little bit deeper to you, because you've got to remember how Jesus is addressing. And as he's addressing them, what he's seeing is this. He's 33 and a half years old in the physical, Larry, and he's looking at that. And yet 37 years, somewhere around 37 years in the future, he's going to say this. You see every bit of these stones that are around you, you see how beautiful this temple is. He said, listen, I'm looking past that. Because what he's saying is this. In 37 years, everything that you see and that you know is the temple will be destroyed. What he's doing in the natural when he looks at them is something that is so paramount. And this is where Christians get hung up. I showed you last week when we looked at this wall, at this wall and I said, you can't look south because you can't see past. What is it? That is not vision. That is not faith. How many of you know that there's something on the other side of that wall? Can I get a hearty amen? My life does not stop right here. Somebody said, well, you're looking at death. You're looking at death, but I'm looking at life. Now, can somebody shout and declare that with me, that that's the truth? You see, you've got to start thinking kingdom. He's saying everything that you're seeing right now, he's looking right at them. He's looking right at them. He said, listen, this what you're seeing around you ain't always going to be. Everything that you see and the beauty that you're putting out, don't we have a pretty church? People that know me and been running with me for a long time, about 25 years, you know that I don't care about what color this carpet is or whether that wall works for you. Can I tell you, I'm just thankful today for a God that's still God. Hallelujah. And I, by the way, I'm thankful, for the, I'm thankful for bathrooms that work. Can I get a witness? But let me tell you, underneath this carpet, there's scripture wrote all... Underneath this carpet, a scripture wrote all over the floor. The little seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds, sixty-year-old people, the kids from the school got markers. We handed out markers, and we wrote the word of God today. Whether you know it or not, right up through here, there's something that says John fourteen six that I am the way, that I am the truth, and I am the life. I'm walking on that today. I'm not walking on what you see. I'm walking on what you don't see. Now do you hear me? He's looking at them and he's saying, this is what you see, but I see past that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Then when you get to the word telos here, this all combined, stay with me. Please, intercessors, pray for my clarity. That what he's saying here, and then he says, then he begins to talk about the end, and that end is telos, meaning there's more. It's time, but it's not time. And so as he begins to release that, he doesn't just see that. He sees that maybe 37 years down the road in the natural, but he doesn't see that. 
If you begin to look biblically, you and I both know that in Revelation 2 and 3 that we are now living in the church age. All of those seven churches represent a dispensation. They all represent different things throughout church history. And now we are living in a lukewarm age. However, the open door church, the church that still loves, the church that still cares, the Philadelphia church, the door is still open. Amen, somebody. There's a duality. So in all of this, he looks past that. He looks past every bit of this. And he says, but there's the church age. See, when you look at the word world, that word world, like we would use in John 3.16, is cosmos. It's everything. But when you look at the word, word world, as he's using it, as in the end to come, it's the word aeon. Many of you are familiar with this. Just bear with me. It means age. All throughout the course of human history, you, we have come through Stone Age. We have come through Copper Age, Iron Age. All of these things, you look at the different ages. Are you with me? We're living in the church age right now that set course 2,000 years ago because of not just the death, not just the burial, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When all the world tells you that Jesus doesn't matter, tell them to get their own calendar. Because my life began in Him and my life will end in Him in which I'll never die. This is deeper. He sees past the temple. He sees past what you see. And he sees the church. You see, because after this I looked, Revelation 4, and a door was open. And where was I? Come on up here. Can I tell you, somebody said, well, we got to wait for that door to be open. No, because some of you, Jesus is saying right now, won't y'all leave church and come on up here with me? Why don't you come on up here where you can see things differently? Why don't you come on up here where you can start seeing You guys are still in place. I'll get to you. But in all the ages to come, he sees past the natural. We can't see past it. Say this word with me. Convergence. There's two words that I want to release over the next little bit, whether it's today, part of it. I won't get it all out. And then say frequency. Those two words are very important for the time we're living in right now. So as you're looking at all this, he's seeing that. He's seeing all these things, and he sees the church age. He doesn't just see the church at Ephesus, Smyrna, Thyatira, Pergamos, all of these things. He doesn't just see those. Philadelphia, Laodicea. He sees the church. He sees you. He sees you. He sees your hurt. He sees your loneliness. And he sees a reason. Not to stop, Kathy. Not to stop. And he sees that. There's a duality. And the word duality can mean both opposite. It can mean opposites. And yet it can mean same. And when he sees this, and at this very point, remember, how many of you believe that Jesus was a know-it-all? He was. He was omniscient. And as he's doing this, he sees this, and then he begins to release these three things. And it's really such, such an incredible thing. And you've heard this preached so many times. But if you would, can, would you take a fresh look with me, please? Would you please take a fresh look and forget everything? Not that that, don't discredit it, but just for a minute, let's take a fresh look. He sees three things. He sees 
the simpleness of this, when it goes down through the list, he says, and in this time, what you're going to see is you're going to see pestilence. You're going to see you're going to see famine. You're going to see earthquakes. You're going to see all these things. I like to split them into three categories, and I'll use the fourth at last. Stay with me, okay? We're talking about ages. We're talking about things that accompany those ages. So the first thing that we see is this, is that when he says the wars, I'd like to come back to that if I could, but he sees this very thing, and he sees what is nature. He sees what is natural. The same way that he does in the parables that he uses, whether it's the fig tree, the farmer, or anything else. And so what he does is this. Turn my way, please. And that he sees things in nature. Let me tell you what don't make sense. It don't make sense that we get a tornado in December and January. Can I get an amen? Would you agree with me that it's not the season? Now, the place that I'm bringing you is back to the word of convergence because what convergence is, does anybody know the definition? Convergence, what is it, Logan? Okay, how many of you have been to Cairo? Illinois. Cairo, Illinois is where the Ohio River and the Mississippi meet. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They call that a convergent point. That is convergence. What is happening, and this goes back to what the Lord was speaking to me. He's saying things are getting closer. Things are coming together. So when I look this way, what do I see? I look this way, and I begin to look at what is in nature, what is natural. Say natural. So when I begin to look this way, I see tornadoes. I see all these things. I hear of earthquakes, all of this stuff, right? Did we see it? So then our mind immediately goes, when I look in this direction, I say, man, it's getting closer. Who thought we could get three inches of rain in 30 minutes? Who thinks that, man, I, listen, I, I won't ever flood. Whoever, whoever thinks this, how can that? And you see, here's what happens. And this got it right here. So we look this way, and that's got our attention. We say, man, now we're looking to Christ. Man, that's happening. But that ain't all that's happening. When a woman is pregnant, and by the way, I'll speak from my wife's experience. You see that. Hallelujah. They walk different, different things. But what you, let me tell you, can I tell you something? The structure changes. And what happens is that her hips begin to shift. They begin to get ready. Is that right, ladies? So you begin to prepare. And so what happens in structure, what happens in natural, is that that begins to happen. So then she says something different is going on. Then things begin to get in place. So where we're at right now, using that as a time, using that as an age, we can look this way and say, wow, I've never seen it like this before. Amy, the first time when you was pregnant with that boy right over there, it was crazy, yes or no? Yes. She's 5'1". Things begin to change. She begins to say, mm, my hip hurts. How many of you know when the Lord starts weighing you down, you start walking different? Come on now. Huh? You're carrying something. And I said, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. So when you tell people in the world something's shifting, something's changing, they're looking at you like, I don't understand what you're talking about. No, because you ain't pregnant with him. And she said this. She said, I'm at a place right now. She couldn't walk like she used to walk. She said, I need to rest. You need to hear me. Rest. When you are weighted, you need to rest. So in then I'm looking this way. So so then that happens. They didn't stop there though. Then what happens? We hear of we hear of all these other things that are going on. I got that going on in the natural. 
Then I've got famines. Hold on a minute. I've got pestilence. I've got plague. Let's talk about the past two years real quick. Let's see if I can get y'all fighting again before you leave. Crazy. So now, Jim, look at me. I looked two years ago at something I never heard about before. So now, if you will, I know things are getting closer still. That's the mindset. Convergence. Now, it's not just one area. Now what I've got, COVID what? COVID what? COVID what? And now I'm looking over here. What in the world is that? Look at Jim and say, what is that? (laughs) He don't even know. Would you please stay with me? As practical as this is and as simple, I want you to get it because there's a word. And so what happens is now I don't have that. I don't have. And then I look over here. This is all right now for you. Convergence. And now I look over here and for two years, where's my focus been? Tornado. COVID. And you're wondering, I don't know where to turn. Oh, I'm not done. Behind me is loud. Then he gets to that place on through scripture. Now I'm not only dealing with what is natural, I'm not only dealing with what is physical and the disease and the different things, all of this stuff. Please hear me. But now on top of that, I got people hating on one another. Uh oh. You a you a what? You a Christian. Now what I've got is people hating on one another. i got people biting one another's head off. i got all this stuff going on. You one of them, you one of those, you this, you that. Can I tell you something? I am a blood-bought child of the King and unashamed of the gospel. of. It is the power of God under salvation. Culture, culture, culture. Who's he? Natural. Say natural. Say physical. Now say cultural. You don't think the way I think, I'll cancel you. I'll guarantee you right now I don't think the way you think. That don't mean I don't love you. Can I tell you something? How many of y'all done hopped off the Biden bus and got onto the glory train and ready to go home? Send me all right. Hold on, I want to get on the Trump train. You better get on the glory train, Jack. Hello, somebody. Don't you put all your eggs in nobody's basket but Jesus Christ. He's the only seed that was put into the ground that brings life. And unless a corn of wheat falls into the ground, natural, physical, cultural, pressing. When I snap my fingers, step in. Oh. Lord, what is going on? Convergence. I don't know where you live. And and can I tell you something? I don't know where your mind could even be. If you can't see the signs, if you can't see the real. And I'm not here. Listen, you all know me, man. I'm I'm not your gloom and doom guy. Jack, I'm telling you this, and I'm not even, boy, you all know my eschatology. I'm going to tell you this. It's one thing. Listen, my heart is really to get people ready for whenever he comes back. So what am I going to get you ready for? Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to get you ready for whenever you meet him. Uh Oh, Oh, that messes up all my eschatology. I'm a mid-tripper. I'm a post-tripper. 
So what's going on? Convergence. This is what Holy Ghost was doing. I got up and I felt crowded. And it was only through the peace of the Holy Spirit that I began to feel a release. Lord, what are you talking about? He says, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Tornadoes. COVID. What do you mean you hate me? I love you. And you're surrounded. I'm surrounded by the world, but the world don't know what's in me. Somebody shout, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now give him some high praise if you believe that. See, this is it, man. you got to practice some work. You got to practice some work. Listen, all hell trying to. I wish somebody declare it today and say, Greater is he that's in me than he that's in. Somebody shout for their marriage. Somebody shout for their prodigal. Troubled on every side. Uh oh. There's a storm warning. They're saying there's another strain. People can't get along, and cultures telling me I gotta raise my kids and I gotta let them figure out where they male or female at the school, and they gotta teach them this. What's it going to take for the God on the inside of you to raise up and saying no more in Jesus' name? Somebody shout no weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. Not by might not by power but by my spirit saith the Lord the religious structure of a dry bone church will not satisfy will not work anymore for you because you different you so different than what they see you're not religious you're not religious you're relational you have a one on one Seem like you, I just shut you down. I was pointing at Dax, not Courtney. You really can't. So I'm dealing with every bit of this. Every bit of this is coming in. Saying, Holy Ghost, what are you talking about? He said, It's time. The word of God goes on to move in verse 8, which verse is it? Which says, All of this is the beginning of sorrows. All of this is the birth pains. Okay. Amy, would you come? Do you remember the first contraption you had? Contraction. Yes, I do. Was it something? Show me how it was. I don't know. <laughs> how was it? What did you do? 
tired. What happens when Holy Ghost shows up? Oh! Oh, oh! You couldn't stand up. You carrying a big baby. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit of God gets so real in the Shekinah glory and the kabod, the weight of the Lord, you can't stand and all of these things are pushing you into the presence of an almighty God. So not by what might happen, not by what could happen, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I will rise. I said I will rise. I said I will rise. There's never been a time in all of your existence and all of the plan and purpose of God to where you have been called to this age and this season not to take a seat but to take a stand for an almighty God and declare our God is coming back and I'm going to prepare every soul that I can to get ready to meet my maker. Somebody like what are you banning all? Why you get all? He laughing. What are you doing laughing? What? Are you, what? Who for the joy that was set before him endured, endured the. Because huh? what's he doing? He's seeing past the cross. He's seeing. Huh? See, I'm seeing past what y'all seeing. All people say, oh, oh. I don't see that. My grandbaby in the house. I got three grandbabies. Give me that littlest grandbaby. With that littlest grand, come on, Penny. Bring my little grandbaby. Dennis, bring my little grandbaby up here. Bring this little grandbaby. By the way, I got our two little grandbabies right in here. Oh, there's my little grandbaby. Give me one of these right here. Give me one of these. Yeah, give me one of You all think I'm holding her. She's holding me. She's holding me lockstep steady. You see that? I know there's a green. I know purple. I see this. I see this walking. I see this talking. I see this going to a Christian school. I see this getting saved. I see this getting married to a godly man. I see this raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I see this one living a good and a prosperous life and being in the court of a king. I don't know what you see. I don't see death. I see life. Can I get a witness in the house?
Now what do you see? See, here at the end of this service, Casey and Lacey are going to come up, I think, and what we're going to do, we're going to start in children's church back, four to seven years old. We're starting that back. We need people in the nursery. You're thinking, is all this about me working at the church? No, all of this is about you living and loving on Jesus and seeing that somebody else gets what they need in the house of God. Ain't what all this is about. And all the time, he's who? You're what? Supernatural. You're what? Physical. Physical. And you're what? Cultural. Oh, man, it's closing in around me. And TJ, look at you. You represent the church. And look at where the church is. Because, see, this ain't a natural problem. This ain't a physical problem. This ain't a cultural problem. This is a spiritual problem. Why you keep prescribing natural to what is physical and what is physical to what is cultural? Why are you doing that knowing that all the evil in the world right now and everything about us from hell? And how many of you know hell done been conquered by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? Send me all like right now. I don't know. I need to. How many of y'all know right now Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father right now making it? Oh, come on, somebody. I'm not just represented here by my family. I'm represented. Yeah. I got representation, Jack. Hell's accusing me here. Jesus is representing me there. Said, oh, listen, Father, that's your son right Somebody say convergence. How many of you would agree where we're at? Stay with me, please. I'll let you get them turning. I know y'all busy. By the way, I like it. I like hearing them leaves turn. Love it. Some of you right now doing this. Just go ahead and do that. Whatever you got to do, just get that word open. How many of you feel the fear of what could happen? The flood, the fire, the wind. Don't tell me that. You're not afraid that there's things that have come against your mind physically. What if I get it? What if I had it? What about this? What about that? I'm not going to minimize that. Okay, I've told you the whole time. This is not my decision to make for you. This is between you and the Lord. How many of you chose to be here today? Would you please raise your hand? Kids, you can't raise your hands here, but how many of you were drugged to church today? You are here of your own free volition. Kids are like, boy, preach that out, Pastor. Preach that out. I got a drug problem. Preach it out. Made a choice. You got to choose that. I'll leave it on you. So here we are right now. You feel this pressure. You feel this. And then how many of you feel the cultural push? Oh, you don't feel it? 
You don't feel it when I used that a minute ago that you mean you're going to let your child go to school and you mean you're, now listen, before you get mad at me and you're going to, who is telling your child that they can wait until they, let me use scripture before I go forward. The word of God said that he made them male and female. Is that true? Yes or no? That's the word of God. Now, when I say that, how then could it be in man's humanistic mind in Romans chapter 1, Larry, that we talk about so often, that how we turn the creature into God itself, that we worship the creature and the creation even more than we do the creator. So now man thinks, I've got it, I've got it. I'll just let this child figure out. Not based on who they are physically, not based on who they are anatomically. Is that the right word? Thank you. I want to say atomically. <laughs> Y'all pray for your preacher, Jack. So what we're going to do then is that we're going to disregard every bit of that. And because of how the mom or the dad or the two moms, the two dads, that is not biblical. You need scripture. So a man should leave his mother and father and he should cleave unto his. And they should be one. Okay. Now, here's the deal. So when you look at that, so because of how I feel, then that is what I become. This is culture pushing. Don't breathe down my neck, but that's what culture is doing. And let your child do what you feel. Listen, this guy right here, that's my oldest. If I had let him do the things he felt like doing, 13, 13, Travis, 13. I feel like I'm going to drive today. <laughs> in those days when he grew up, look at me like, I feel like I'm going to whoop my dad today. <laughs> How many of y'all know a big difference between Big Wood and Kindling? <laughs> Hear me. That's what culture is doing. And what are you going to do? Come at me, culture. Now look here, I'm, there's some people looking online right now. Oh, I'm going to report him. I'm going to report him. I'm going to report him. You can go back, culture. Because I'm going to change that culture. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So what you do then is that what we begin to do is that now we're going to become what we feel. Well, I got news for y'all. I feel like a brain surgeon. Who needs brain surgery? We cannot, Dakota, we cannot operate in what we feel like if we do not grasp a hold of what we are coming, if what we are anatomically and what the Word of God says that we are, then what is going to happen? Preach it out, preacher. No, it ain't me just preaching it out. It's all of us living it out. Can I get a witness in the house that those that preach the gospel should live with the gospel? I know that has duality too. What are you going to do? Jake, in our paces and in the school, does it say anything about anything that I just mentioned that was foul? Does it ever say it? Yes or no? No. For those of you, I'm going to tell you something right now. We have got in this church right now, we have got some of the most godly, 
teachers that are standing their ground in the school system right here in Grayson County. Let's thank God for them right now. We thank God for you. We thank, yeah, let's all just thank God for them. And those of you watching, we thank God for you. Don't you dare stop. I know what you do. I know, yeah, I'll take, uh-oh, physical done left me. tell you, I know what you do. There's a reason you leave that Bible on your desk. There's a reason why you have an open door. Culture's going to keep pushing. Unless today that we see this convergence of what's going on, unless we start changing the culture, the culture will change us. You are witnessing it right now. And every time you say no to church and no to the presence of God, you're saying yes to hell and yes to the world. I'm going to be that bold and say that. Because every time on a Sunday or Wednesday or anything else and you say yes to the boat, I know y'all go paint on me. I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't going to probably be anything you say that I ain't heard before. I've been there and done that. It was really cool when this boy right here made All-Stars until All-Stars started making him. Uh-oh. Well, we play at 11.30 on Sunday. You do? We went probably the first time. Coach came next time. Well, we play at 12. We don't get out of church by then. What do you mean? I don't care what time you're playing. If that's the time you're playing, we ain't coming. If we come, we're going to be late. Now, some of you right now are thinking, oh. Is that really your ox in the ditch? Hey, go ahead and turn to somebody right now and say, I really don't like him right now. I love you. I wish I had somebody tell me the truth. How many of you wish that somebody you know, everybody could have felt the presence of God this morning like you've already felt it? What am I doing? I'm praying for parents. I'm praying for coaches. I know something about scheduling. Thank y'all for letting me preach at Liberty. Probably would have anyway, but. I remember them telling me, well, we're going to play. We're playing junior pro football. I just love me some junior pro football. Cowboys rule right up here. Cowboys. Lions too, yeah, that's right. Any of y'all grew up playing junior pro at Clarkson? I still don't like you. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Look here, stay with me, please. Well, the only time we can get the only time we can get the field is on Sunday. I said, really? I didn't go to the field manager. I went to other coaches and said, Look. Sunday's a day of rest. Sunday's a day we should be spending with our family. And I said, I understand the juniors out here playing. Remember, my juniors are playing. Him and that boy right back there, they're playing. But it ain't right. Well, they kick us out? Nope. We moved it to a Tuesday night. Can I get a witness in the house? You quit letting the world tell you they can't. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you not to do that with your child. I am not telling you to do that. But what I'm telling you is this, is that you've got to navigate this time that you are in and quit letting the culture tell you what you have to do and what you must do. 
It's not worth it. I'm finishing convergence. TJ, you still back there. How many of y'all feel this pressure? Something got to happen. Holy Ghost said it's coming together. It's getting closer. Now what happens is this. As it's coming in, those contractions didn't just hit you like you had one like at eight minutes. Remember, how many of you ladies remember like, there's a contraction, time it, time it. Another one come three minutes, right? What was it that happened? They got closer and they got closer and they got closer. Can I get an amen from any of the ladies? Here we are. This is where we're at. Charlie, come please. Where's the church and all this? Where's what is spiritual? Hebrews 10, 22 through 25. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly... So this, this passage, these two passages that I've used today in Matthew and Hebrews chapter 10, Peyton, have been used so much in the past two years. And people have fought over these passages. We're not supposed to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But if you would read back and just see, Steve, this is the key. Why? How many of y'all? It's just good to be here today, isn't it? Some are like, well, it is so far. Okay. So when you look at this, would you go back a piece of scripture, please? 24, please go back. By the way, can we give the guys back there a hand? They always do such a wonderful job. So why is it good to be together? Let us consider one another. When you are here, you are considerate. It's not just about you. You're considering somebody else. This is the shift, is that when it shifts off of you and you start considering whether Heather's going to be here, Larry's going to be here, Luke's going to be here, and then you begin to say, wait a minute, Chad's going, wow, man. And then you begin to consider one another. So when everybody says, well, you, you shouldn't forsake this, why? It's because we consider one another. Turn to somebody and say, I'm fixing to provoke you. <laughs> what do you do? The preaching will provoke you under good works. I quit that. Listen, quit living like hell and expect heaven. I'm just going to keep on. Everybody want to, I don't know why I keep catching this old jerk. I'm catching, I keep catching this one. I keep catching that one. I need this and I need that in my life. I need a good relationship. I need to, can I tell you something? The fish you catch determines on the pond you fish in. Well, yeah. Where, where are you fishing? Well, I've been going down to the bar. Hello. If you're going to fish, fish here at church. Let me move on because I'm like, Ooh. I'm being real with you. I'm being real with you. We don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because we consider one another. How many of you right now need a miracle in your life? Please don't be ashamed and raise your hand right now. You need a miracle of some type in your life. Would you please look? Please look around. You need a miracle. How many of you need a miracle? In, you don't want to raise it, but you need a miracle in your marriage. Amy, raise your hand, please. Hallelujah. Would you stand up and raise both hands, please? Would you? Glory be to God. How many of y'all need a financial miracle? Would you raise your hand, please? 
How many of y'all ready to be free from some depression and from some doubt and from some... Then we're going to start, why do I come today? To consider one another. Holy Ghost sharing with me this morning. I got all kinds of stuff he's sharing with me this morning. He telling me this. He said, you need to help people watch your step. I said, what do you mean watch your step? He said, you got people stepping aside, stepping out, stepping down. He said, why don't you tell somebody to step on the head of that enemy? Either you take the authority and crush the head of the enemy, or the enemy will crush your head. Hello? Turn to somebody and say, watch your step. Oh, you need more than that. So let the God of peace begin to bruise Satan under your feet shortly. How shortly? Somebody shout right now. But you wait. What do you do? I'm going to consider one another. I'm going to provoke unto love and to good works. How many of y'all believe that every child in this place deserves the opportunity to be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? How many of you believe that? How many of you believe, glory be to God, that the world's going to give it to them? What? How many of you believe the world's going to give? No. The world will not raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the world. But the world will raise your child in the liberality and without morality. I'll guarantee you right now, parents, all across this land, there are people that think they're smarter than you, wiser than you, richer than you, that say we can do a better job of raising your child than you can. Somebody better stand up and say the state's not raising my child. And if you'll change the culture and start walking in the kingdom, it won't happen. And let us consider one another provoke unto, unto love and to good works. Now, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is. As the manner of some is. I can't believe people ain't coming to church. Hey, listen. Turn to somebody and say, do you, boo? Let me tell you right now, one of the biggest problems you got is worrying about them. When you should be worrying about you. You get you and yours to church. As the manner of some is. I can't tell you the stress and the strains that you can eliminate in your mind and in your mission. And by the way, if the devil gets your mind, he's got the mission. As the manner of some is. So why is all this coming together? Church still back there. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Why now? We're the answer. I got a question. Would the real church please stand up right now?
You're not going to control me anymore. That's outside. This is inside. You're not going to control me anymore. You're not going to control me anymore. Y'all got to go. Can somebody shout, that's got to go. Go on. Why'd it take you so long? (laughs) TJ, all the way up in here from Phoenix. That area, is that right? Arizona somewhere? Ohio? Ohio. (laughs) I'm about to have some border wars up in here. I better watch what I do, Jack. Give the church a hand right there. Thank you, TJ. Can be seated. Let me close. Let me close. Y'all stood up. My kids got me pegged, okay? When we go shopping, I'm I'm not I, I don't I'm not crazy about shopping. Amy, I just not, man. I'm not. Why? Because unless you're in a big and tall store, it ain't working for me. <laughs> That's pretty. I hear people say, oh, that's a pretty little app. I never wear anything pretty. I just want something fit, amen? I grew up wearing tough skins. I go shopping with my kids. I'm going somewhere. Please stay with me. Do you understand? How many of y'all feel the pressure? How many of you know it's time? Is this the end? Yes, not yet. The Word of God said that if you would go on to Matthew 24... The Word of God said that all these things would be to culminate, beginning of sorrows, and then those things that are natural, Brother Alvin. And I'm going to tie them both together. Many people separate there. And like I said, I know many of you have an eschatology. Yeah, you're on eschatology, and that's wonderful. That's great, man. I appreciate those people so much in my life. But it goes down through there, and then it begins to say these other things that will come. And then it says, but then the gospel has to be preached. And then what will come? What's it say, Whitney? So it said the gospel must be preached. And then, Billy Bowling, the end will come. How many of y'all ready for it to be over? Y'all right now, well, I don't know. I got, a, I got, this, I got, this, I got this roast in the crock pot. Can we wait till after? No. I'm going to ask you again. How many of y'all ready to be with Jesus and you're ready for it to be over? I know you are. Stay with me. But who are we going to leave behind? Oh, I want to see him. Oh, I want to look on his face. And I'm going to come right in at his feet and I'm just going to stay there for about ever. I'm going to love on them. I'm going to kiss on them.
Can somebody just let those rivers of living water flow? They said the end wouldn't come until the, the gospel was preached to every creature. Charlie, we got work to do. It's not about time. It's about another soul. Why do the angels in heaven rejoice? Why do the angels in heaven rejoice every time that somebody gets saved? Because they said, oh, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. Everything that he died for and everyone that he died for is getting ready to come home. And we're down here. Woo. Back to point. My kids know me. My kids know me. They got these little slogans. They say they know me. They've been around me long enough. They know the way dad is. We go into a store and they say, hey, this looks really good. And they're debating on whether or not to get it. And I, and I, and I say this. What, just, what do I say, Logan? Ah, uh, we'll come back. <laughs> Braden, right back here. Can I get an amen? Just re- oh, dad, you know what dad said? Dad said, we'll come back. And they know that they're going to make me look like a liar right here. <laughs> Some of you men are like, oh, man, right now he's just spilling all the beans. We'll come back knowing good and well. <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> you won't come back. You come back. <laughs> hey, Bill, Bill, give me a witness back here. Bill know what I'm talking about. My kids know me. We'll be back. One day we may not be back. That's the reason I want to give every piece of worth that I can to right now. And I want you to too. I want this to be the moment that God changes your life. And puts the heart of a soul winner and the heart of a disciple maker in you. Somebody's going to raise our kids. I'm going to raise my kids. If your kid's here, this body's going to raise your kids. Can I get an amen from somebody? So in all of that, to doing all this, and we'll be back, all of those things are coming to mind. We're at this place right now, guys. Are you going to be true or not? Because the thing is, is that are you closer that when he said it's getting closer and then when Holy Ghost said this morning, are you? Are you drawn today with a true heart or you just want to say it to be saying it? Do you have a real focus and do you have a real intention to say it's going to cost you something, church? I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to bring your child to a Christian school or to send them forth going to the public school and praying with them in the morning, praying for that teacher. Doing all. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to be here on a Wednesday night. It's going to cost you something to be at Hope Group. It's going to cost you something. But really, what's it going to cost you if you don't? 
Because I closed today. I need to share this with you. I'm going to ask you what the most valued possession. I want you to think about this, Larry. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what the most valued possession is that you have. I'm not talking about your relationship to the Lord. I'm not talking about what is spiritual. I'm not talking about that. But what is the most valued possession even that you have? And I'll even let you throw in some spiritual stuff. So when you think about what is the thing that you would guard the most? What is the thing that you're thinking, oh, man, I, that is what I've got. Man, that's it. Dan. What's your most valued possession? And don't play the cool husband card here. Just what is. I told you not to do that. I know it ain't worth it. You'd rather defy me than defy her. <laughs> so I want to ask you something. That, that What is the most prized possession you have? You got a deer rifle? Yep. Let me ask you something. And I hope you say. Do you put it in a safe? I do. Why? Because it's valuable. Whitney, I'll use you. What's valuable to you? Not in this room. What's valuable to you? You mean besides my wife, kids, and God? Hmm. Well, I have some... I don't know, man. Besides people's souls, that's... The things of this life don't really hold much value to me. You got something to guard. Whitney got something. Let me see. That's pretty important. I've got a I've got a few guns in my safe. That and why do you, why are they in your safe? because uh, they have value. Yeah. Some of y'all right now, y'all scoping. Don't be doing that. But a gun, it, 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 we just use that. And you see, Amy, well, what do you have that's valuable to you? My family. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> My wedding ring. Number one on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me, please. What's valuable to you? I want you to think about this. What's valuable to you is what you guard. Now let me show you what's valuable. Can I tell you something? Hell don't care anything about your guns. Hell don't care anything about what kind of car you drive. Okay. Amy, I could say that. And by the way, I'm going to mess all of you up right now. Can I tell you something? <laughs> what's the most valuable thing to you is that when you say that, is this, is that you say, well, my family and everything else. What if I told you if all of it, I don't care what you put in there, it's not the most valuable thing. Well, my family, this, that, and everything else. It's not. Let this mind be in you, which was, uh-oh. Your most valuable thing to the world is your mind. The most valuable thing that you have in the kingdom and the most valuable thing that you have to Satan is your mind because if he gets your mind he's got your mission if he's got your mission he's got your family if he's got your family he's got your future if he's got your future he's got your eternity can I get a witness the hottest commodity that you have and the hottest thing that this world wants is your mind it's how you think that's the reason there are algorithms on your phone 
Because not only do I want you to, listen, if I can get you to spend your time there, I'll get you to spend your money there. By the way, can we talk about something for just a second? It's my understanding that if you are into tech, T-E-C-K, or T-E-C, sorry, H, that if you're into tech, don't, if you're into that, don't they call you a techie? Is that right? They call you a techie? So if you're in the Word, would they call you a wordy? How many of you are into your phone? What's that call you? Oh. Oh, Holy Ghost. Does that make you a phony? It's confirmation. If I got your mind, I'll get your money. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That look good on me. I don't think I've ever said that. I look at a buffet and I say, that look good in me. <laughs> Y'all got to pray for me. Convergence. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, and so much more as we see the day approaching. How many of y'all would believe that the day is approaching? How many of you all would believe that the end is here? Would you say yes? The end is here. But not yet. One reason. The gospel must be preached. And the gospel must be lived. got a sobering question how many of you would surrender to the Lord today and say God use me use me Lord we'll see that's the other part real quick okay Brayden asked me He'll ask me, say, hey, Dad, do you think we could do this? And all of them have over the course of time. Hey, Dad, do you think we can do this? And Braden, what I say, we'll see. Which means, no. <laughs> hey, Dad, do you think we can do this? Uh, we'll see. How many of y'all ready to start letting the Lord use you? If y'all are stand up. You ready to start letting him use you? Stand up. Let's see what happens here, okay? Now, listen, I want you to get real. Because I did this up at the bridge, and people got scared to death. There's only two doors, two or three doors there, and they're making new ones to get out. I want you to look around you. Because the enemy's tried to tell you that you don't matter. Had you forsaken the assembling of yourself today, you would not have seen that you are not alone. Can I get a witness in the house? Praise team, you can go ahead and come up now. Would you come up? Would you come up? Would you come up? Turn to somebody and say, time will tell. You can say you're pregnant all day long, but time will tell. You can say you're going to do stuff for the Lord. We'll see. Are you standing up and just saying, we'll see? Can I tell you something? It's not me. But I'll, would you please take a real good look around you? Would you please do that? I don't care. Yeah, peer out. Just, just peer some people down. Go ahead, peer them down. Make them uncomfortable. 
Go ahead. Y'all look at them like you've been looking at me the whole time. Like, I want you to look around you. I believe you will. I believe you will. I believe you are. Are you going to take this message? Oh, we'll see. That's a no. That's a no. Don't do anything to impress me. There's a call on every Christian's life in this place. I want you to look around you. Find an empty seat. Find one. How many of you believe that I said it in the beginning? If there's an empty seat, I believe there's an empty soul that needs that seat. I believe that. And here's what's getting ready to happen. He said, he's getting ready to do an altar call. Can I tell you what? I'm tired of doing altar calls without an altar cause. That's Holy Ghost. I've done thousands. An altar call without an altar cause. Is there a cause today, yes or no, right now to live for Jesus? Then there's a call to this altar. You matter. can't do it on your own. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to sweep through this place. And what you're going to see in a minute is people are going to get up here. And the first thing that the devil's going to say, well, you can't even get up there. You can't, that's too far. Mm, you can't do that. People go, you going to let the world talk to you? Are you going to let the hell, are you going to let hell talk to you? Are you going to come and consecrate just between you and the Lord? Between you and the Lord. And say, God, use me. We'll see. I'm anxious to see how many will be here Wednesday. I'm anxious to see. And church, listen, man, I love you. I love you dearly. Something's going to get you time. But this is time we serve Him. I'm done to say this. If you are here right now and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would not let... Turn to somebody and say, do you know Jesus? Do you know Him as your Lord and Savior? Have you ever given your life to Him? Would you just ask Him, have you ever given your life to Jesus? I'm scared. Don't be. If you're here and you don't know Him, I'd come from front to back. Would you do this as I close? Would you turn to somebody and say, hey, would you pray with me? Would you do that, please? Would you turn to somebody and say, would you pray with me? All over the house, would you pray with me? Now could we come today? Hey everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Mm-hmm.